I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. But sometimes you 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 wonder if you're creating content just for creating content sake. It's it gets to a point where you're like, is anybody even paying attention to what I'm talking about? Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 99. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. And for today's episode, we're doing a little bit different. We're going to now be taking a dive into the content pillars that Kate has developed for her blog, Fashionly Kate & Co. So, But but you got to get the good stuff out of the way. (laughs) What are you drinking today, Jesse? Oh, it is purely good stuff. Today, I have a little bit of a headache. Uh, I shot all day yesterday, and I feel like I'm a little dehydrated, so I'm just drinking water today. Good. Well, good to stay hydrated. I know. I am, and this will relate back to what I'm going to talk about in a way. I'm. I came home from Portland, Mass, and Portland, Mass, Portland, Maine, and we stopped at this coffee shop that I love in um, Hampton Beach called Flamingos Coffee Bar. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. They make some really interesting dri- drinks, and this is the Snowbird. And I had like half of it yesterday, but it was super. Um, even though I drink decaf everything because I have to, because uh, coffee, like mm-hmm. I very rarely drink coffee. I was like, wow, it's just a lot. So I'm drinking the leftover half of this cold, which is actually very, very good. So oh. Thank you, Flamingos, for, um, I know it's decaf, but there's always a little bit of caffeine in decaf. So thank yeah. you for yeah. my, my caffeine shot today, <laughs> Flamingos. Not sponsored, but I love you. I love you. Yes, um, yes. So a few episodes ago, we actually looked at Jesse's content pillars. I think that was episode 95 um, for your branding photography business. And, you know, we had this idea that we'd follow up with um, kind of me taking a look at my branding pillars and and reworking them. Um, but after I went through the conversation with you, like we were going to we were going to record that episode like right, right after. And I was like, I'm not ready. You know, yeah. you had you had just done such an awesome job of like really taking a deep dive and looking into what's going to serve you best as well as your customers. And I just kind of was like, man, I need some time. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I waited because uh, right after that, I kind of had to take a step away from my blog. I'm posting regularly on my Instagram, just a a bunch of things. But, you know, part of it because I'm busy with the other side of my business with writing, but then just, you know, Ariel and life gets in the way and, it also that turned into a blessing in disguise because sometimes when you have a blog and a social media following, you feel like you have to keep posting. I know you've you've talked about this too, that mm-hmm. feeling of like having to post, post, post all the time. And while yes, it is important to be consistent. We I've talked about that not only as a blogger, but as a writer for other people's blogs. It, it is important to be consistent and to keep posting, and that is good for SEO and ratings and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes you 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 wonder if you're creating content just for creating content sake. Mm-hmm. It gets to a point where you're like, is anybody even paying attention to what I'm talking about? You know, I was just kind of getting to a point where even though I had some really great ideas, I was feeling a little burnt out and a little bit like I was just posting to just get stuff out there. Um, 
And you wonder if that's even what people want to see. And yeah, it's my brand. Yes, it's my blog and my Instagram. So I should have that creative control. And and I do. And I still maintain that. Um, but if you're sharing something that nobody wants to see or read and you're doing this, if, if it's just for the heck of it, why not? But if you're doing this to build a following or an audience or a brand or to nail brand deals, if you're just producing content and nobody's paying attention to it, then that's pointless. So... Mm-hmm. While I've taken this break, it's strange. All of a sudden, I've had a ton of opportunities land in my lap. And they're all opportunities that I've been very excited about and actually fit in that ideal niche that I've tried to carve out for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's thrilling because it's it's making me realize that people are actually recognizing me for what I want to do. Right. And going into 2023, I'm really going to hone in on that that niche and, you know, take those brand pillars and and really lean into them. Um, but before I get into what my brand pillars are kind of are have been in the past and how I'm developing those, Jesse, remind our audience what content pillars are. So I'm not the only one talking. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. No, I love everything you've all said. You've already said. And one of the things I just want to like sort of underscore is that the idea that you don't want to just create content for content's sake. And to mm. your point, now you're getting these, you know, these, these opportunities that excite you. Same goes with content creation. It's going to be more authentic and your audience will know that and feel that if you're posting with intention. And that's sort of what brand pillars can do in a way is really help you identify that intention. So they help you mm-hmm. really stay focused with your brand voice, with what you believe in, um, so that you're able to tie that back to something that is important to you. So again, that you're not just like, you know, sidestepping and talking about this and talking about that. And it really doesn't have a relevancy to your brand. Now, granted, I talk about stuff probably outside of my content pillars on stories. And that's okay. That's showing more of my personality. But when you're thinking about creating content, you should be going back to these brand pillars because it's going to help you focus in so that you don't get always, always sidetracked on all these different things that you could be talking about when you should primarily be focusing on your brand pillars and your brand pillars should be stuff that does excite you. So you are, you know, excited to talk about it. So I would say that, um, that that's sort of the meat of brand pillars. And so without further ado, I'm, I do want to preface our audience by saying that I'm going in this blind today with Kate. So (laughs) just like I did with yours. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, you know, there's going to be probably, I'm going to probably have some questions, but um, Mm -hmm. it's all going to help our audience understand the creative process that also goes behind developing your pillars. And it'll probably help me too, is, you know, as I try to, you know, develop these, because basically what it is, is, you know, my original content pillars are actually very basic and not super specific, and they're not necessarily going to change that much. I'm just kind of getting, I'm taking a, a closer look at what's going to, what they're going to involve. Um, these are actually, and they're actually the menus on my website. If you go to my my blog, you'll see mm-hmm. my web, my menus are travelhood, travel, yeah, travelhood, travel, motherhood, fashion, and beauty. And right away, I realized beauty is not a main pillar of my brand. And it never really has been. Um, I love makeup, you know, as a former news anchor, I like got re- and, and and actress, like I really get into makeup and I love it. 
but it's not something I post a ton about and it's never anything I post about like specifically like I'll always do like passport makeup tips well that relates back to travel or I'll talk about like the best ways to shop for um beauty for your trip and it's always like about how to like find the best mini products so you can bring them easily with you on your trip so again it's all relating kind of back to travel or you know quick tips for beauty because you're always on the go with your kids or something. So again, that focuses on motherhood. So I think that's going to be something I'm just going to let absorb into my other um, pillars of travel, motherhood, and fashion. Yeah, it's almost like your subtop, like a subtopic within yeah. that. Yeah, because it really isn't like a huge, I'm going to have to go back and like refigure this out on my website and that's going to take some time, but it's all worth it. Um, it's just, it's never been huge for me, even though I love makeup. It's just like, that's what I'm, po- I'm not, I'm never like posting like, you know, my favorite beauty products. It's just my favorite travel beauty products, my favorite right, it might products be. that are like double, do double duty. So you can only, you know, only, you only have to bring one compact or something mm-hmm. like that on a trip. Or an easy way to switch up your look while you're traveling and mm-hmm. just bring two lipstick colors or something. The, the day lipstick yeah. and the night lipstick. That's exact. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might have to be another, a future blog post I do. Um. So now getting into like, the the meat of it so i'm breaking it down to three of my original pillars um which all end up kind of relating back to each other but i'm going to break them down separately so travel and that is you know there's so many different ways you can cover travel you can do solo travel you can do adventure travel you can do high-end like super luxe travel you can do couples travel you can do family there's a bunch of different ways to cover travel um my way, and it's how I've always kind of done my own traveling, is that you can take the trip of a lifetime every single time if you mix high-end luxe experiences with budget ones, too. So it just depends on what's most important to you. If you like, you know, the five-star hotels and like the real high-end accommodations, well, okay, maybe you're doing that, but then you're maybe not shopping as much during your trip or maybe you're looking for more of the free experiences. And again, again, this is talking to the person who has some expendable cash, you know, um, but isn't super rich, you know, can just throw, you know, can go on a trip and do everything that they want to do. So this is somebody who's kind of middle class, you know, has um, that that money that they can spend on a trip, but not necessarily go all out on everything. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, then if you're a foodie, maybe you books like a less expensive place to stay, but then you go all out on your your food choices. You know, you go to the Michelin star restaurants or you book like the food cruise or something like that. Mm, that so reminds it, me of my trip uh, to Costa Rica where we kind of did that. We yeah. we like stayed at like, you know, all the places were very nice that we stayed, mm-hmm. but we, there was one location where we knew this like one hotel and we were like, we have to have that. Yeah. But it was, it it's was very bougie. So we yeah. like kind of budgeted around that. We like, we like, we're going to splurge on this, but the other locations were okay with like, you know, toning mm-hmm. it down a bit. So that's, I could totally see that as like a really comforting way to inspire people to travel. Well, it's, it's so that you're looking at it, you know, I, I just, I love to feel a little extra, but I know that I can't, as I said, go all out on everything. So just picking little ways that you can, you know, um, get that little 
luxe experience in, whether, you know, maybe you're big into massages or like facial experiences or stuff like that. And you know, there's this amazing facialist or this amazing spa that you want to book, you know, when you do that. And then, you know, you eat at McDonald's or something like that. I'm going to tell you something. McDonald's in Europe are a lot better at McDonald's in this country. Just <laughs> just FYI. And Starbucks, well, too. Their strangely. FDA is a little stricter than ours. Their version of the yes. FDA. A yes. lot more a uh, lot more vegetarian options, too. So mm. there's that. Um, and that's, as I said, that's kind of how I've always traveled. And I like to show people that they can accomplish this because that's how I like to do it. And again, so it's relating back to something that brings me joy, how I've lived, you know, how I've done my travel through my life. And so I know about it so I can kind of establish myself as an expert, which is part of being having content pillars is that you're establishing yourself, establishing yourself as an expert in that kind of niche. So then the next one, motherhood. This one, it, you know, is more personal. I love to share updates on Ariel and how she's growing. It's just it's just a lot of fun. I really it. Motherhood is it's not an easy thing. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm lucky with my little girl because she is just very easy. And this kind of relates end up being relating back to travel because she's also really easy to travel with for somebody who hasn't even gotten to do that much traveling because of the pandemic and everything. So I love sharing our life. I love sharing our family adventures. I love sharing how she's experiencing the world. And it just brings me a lot of joy. So sometimes when it comes to those motherhood posts, yeah, I might post something a little bit more personal about like how, you know, she had hip dysplasia and how she's doing with that, um, which I found really has resonated with a lot of other moms. Um on the blog and on a, my Instagram that may be going through something either this very similar or, you know, a little bit different, something something else that might have happened during um, the birthing process that they've kind of had to deal with. So I've noticed that that kind of creates a sense of community um, with me. And we're very lucky again because Ariel's hip dysplasia has been healed. So I, you know, I was able to share that news. And um, I actually had a mom like reach out to me and was like, you know, it's so nice to hear because I've got a, um, a little girl and she's in the brace right now. And to know that there really is that hope. I was like, oh, that's really nice, you know, to hear. So that's again, it's a more personal side. Um, but I've noticed it resonates with the people who do come to my blog and come to my Instagram. Now, let then, me ask you this. I have a yeah. question, follow up question. So motherhood. Yeah. So how does it relate back to opportunities that you, you know, your business is a little bit different than mine. So my mm -hmm. content pillars are kind of meant to inspire people to work with me as a photographer. So mm -hmm. how would motherhood tie back to like deals that you get? Is it maybe mm -hmm. brands that, uh, that also value Family um, values. Families and, you know, want to you know, cater to families versus maybe the, maybe it's the family travelers versus the mm -hmm. solo travelers. Or like, can you just uh, explain a little bit about how so that works Sharing about Ariel and like, I've posted, you know, how we took our two and a half year old to, and this is when she was two and a half, to the Newport mansions and stuff like that. Like, you know, you don't really think of taking a two and a half year old to someplace like a museum, you know. And the Newport mansions where there's priceless works of art right on the table right next to you, you know, and how we kept her under control there. So in terms of opportunities, a lot of um, hotels will reach out to me. Like I've had three hotels just in the past month 
um, reach out to me because they want to be seen more as a family destination. So they see me, they see that I'm a travel blogger, but they also see that I have this little person who's actually really good at going on trips. And so they they realize like, okay, well, we're kind of known for being, you know, um, for couples or for business travelers or something like that. But we want more families to come visit our hotel or we our destination or whatever. So they reach out to me and they're like, oh, well, you know, you've got you've got this family like we want to be seen as a place where you can also bring families. It's not just for business travelers. It's not just for couples, that kind of thing. Um so that's that's one thing I've noticed is a lot of is a lot of hotels. I feel like because of the pandemic, maybe families haven't gotten back to traveling as much as like couples and business travelers. And so now these hotels are really looking to bring families back into the mix. So seeing my that updates on her. And, you know, how she's I mean, I'm not saying she's like the most mature little kid. She can she can be a little imp and we've shared that before. Um, but on the whole, she's like she's a very good traveler. So sharing um, sharing kind of that experience, people people don't want to people don't want to welcome a kid that's going to be screaming and crying and just being all kinds of difficult. They want to welcome a kid that's going to act, you know, like a well-behaved little child and i take pride in the fact that 99 percent of the time she does act like that the other one percent of the time she really acts out though so mm-hmm. just again not mm-hmm. sugarcoating it at mm-hmm. all so that's kind of what's brought so sh- sharing those pieces of her and again I'm, I'm selective i'm i'm you know i'm protective of her but sharing those pieces of her that helps me with the with the brand deals because they realize like i've got a kid that's going to actually like cooperate with me yeah, yeah. um so that that's always that's been great. And, you know, I, I realized down the line that these brand pillars might change because Ariel's going to get older and maybe she's not going to want to be part of it anymore. And then we'll have to revisit this all over again. Jesse, <laughs> we'll be like, you know, in our 70s with grandkids, well, uh, me with grandkids, and we have to revisit this one, uh, whatever, whatever the medium of the time will be that I is. know. And then the last one, fashion. Um and again, I'll tie this back to the travel thing. Um, but just like travel, I like mixing like high end versus low end pieces together, you know, pairing my Chanel flat bag with some Target jeans or just doing kind of all budget finds that I've gotten at like TJ Maxx and just putting it out together. It's just how you accessorize and how you put an outfit together. And that I do for myself and for Ariel on our travels. And let's face it, when it comes back to brand deals and stuff like that, it looks good when you've got somebody who knows how to put an, I mean, it, it, like it wouldn't seem like it would terribly matter to a hotel, but it does. And then you have somebody who can put together an outfit, look professional, look fun, look like they're having a good time. It all ties it all back in, you know, this, this fashionable looking family on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And essentially that's how I've kind of tied it all together is fashionable and maybe jesse you can help me refine this this thing or maybe i've done a good job i don't know um fashionable family travel is essentially and the thing is when you think i feel like when you think of family travel you already kind of think of the idea of more um budget 
like learning how, and I'm not saying budget in terms of having all the experiences being budget experiences, but knowing how to budget a trip where you can have those high-end experiences as well as those, um, you know, more uh, budget-friendly situations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I cater mostly to women who I, you know, are female or identify as female who love to travel, love to look good while traveling and who don't want to ex- like sacrifice their experience just because they're on a budget or they have kids. I want to show them that it's kind of possible to do it all. You just have to decide on what do it all means and what's going to be the most important thing to you. Um so that's kind of where I'm going to focus on my business in 2023 is this fashionable family travel. Mm, I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's interesting because I feel like I when when we went to Costa Rica, when we went to Europe, I tried to plan out our trip by just Google and like where to stay, what to do, how to how to do it. You know, I had a general idea we wanted to like see Italy and Slovenia and Croatia, but like, is that what we should do? Or should we go to a different part of Europe? You know, figure it all out. And I will say that Pinterest has been fantastic in helping us, you know, figure this out to the point where for our Costa Rica trip, we essentially followed this other traveler's exact itinerary. We didn't stay at the exact places, but we looked at her itinerary and we're like, oh, she spent two days in this place, two days in this place, two days in that place. Perfect. Done. And so I feel like for your audience as well, you know, moms don't have a lot of extra time, you know this. And so if someone could easily come to you and be like, oh, she went here, she stayed here. She like went in the winter. So she brought X, Y, and Z. I know Mm -hmm. what I'm going to wear. I know what I'm going to stay. I know where I'm going to stay. I know where I'm going to get my coffee. Like, I don't have to think about it. The trip is already planned. And it looks like Kate had a fantastic time. So I don't have to worry about it because I know it's going to be great. So I feel like all of that, like the way and the way you do create your content, especially like your reels when you do like all of your little trip summaries, like kind of show that like, this is what we did. This is how we do it, did it. And like, and then showing what you've worn, I think is super helpful and does tie back exactly to like what we just talked about, but also Mm -hmm. appealing to the person you just said is your ideal audience. Well, and you know, it's because I think about the fact that I'm not always getting to go like, you know, far away places, you know, but most of my other brand partnerships, like, you know, Market Street in Linfield, which is one town over and, you know, Zoo New England and some, there's some um, brands in Boston that I'm working with right now that I'm kind of for negotiations and stuff it's like yeah okay maybe that's pretty close to me but i'm still billing them as kind of an experience Mm -hmm. and that's what i work in is it it's not just like oh um you know go here and and um do this i try to explain that you're creating an experience no matter if you're going on an amazing European vacation for a month or if you're going one town over to the shopping, you know, shopping center and, you know, you're going to go ice skating or, you know, some kind of um, other event that they've got going on there. It's all about just like experiences that you can do, whether, you know, as a couple or, you know, by yourself. And I and I try, you know, as I said, it's mostly focused on family but I always try to um, 
stress the fact that we aren't just doing what would be considered typical family stuff. So, you know, while, yes, I have a three and a half year old with me, I am doing things like going to museums and we do, you know, we'll go to a bar every once in a while. And luckily they let Ariel in and everything. And it's just so, you know, even though, again, I focus on that, that family angle, I'm hopeful that anyone can find a little bit of something in there if they if they happen to land on my blog, that it's not a waste of time for anyone. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, still really honing in on that family angle. So because that, as I said, is what I'm going to focus on in 2023, fashionable family travel. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Well said. Well said. Fashionable family experiences that kind of, you know, if it's not necessarily traveling too far. So that's it. That's love it. All right. Well, I feel better. Yeah. No, I I think it all makes sense, and we can always revisit next year. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I think that's a that is a good idea for both of us, Jesse. See, we can regroup. See how all of this did for us. How how we suck with our goals, Um, and we'll talk more about our goals in the new year. I know, but. Uh, for now, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. We would love it if you give us a follow on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. You can also email us at Cocktails and Content Creation at gmail.com. I'm fashionable. I'm, I'm fashionably Kate. <laughs> I feel like you've done that before. Oh, you have done that You before. are fashionably Kate, though. That's there like. We go. Actually, I had a boss that used to, um, at my old TV station, call me. Uh, he, he used to say, if somebody would comment to me on my outfit, he'd be like, Hey, that's fashionably Kate because yeah. I had already kind of started my, my there you Instagram go. there. So I'm Kate Andrews, <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram for fashionable family travel advice uh, at fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. It will be episode 100. Woohoo! And until then, cheers to your next cocktail and happy content.